The Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Got a bloody nose. Here bloody nose. I think my nose is bleeding. Uh, I'm stressed uh, out about episode 101. Oh man, the first episode of the new century mark. <laughs> <laughs> the new worship ministry catalyst millennium. Well, not millennium. Century. Cent- centurium. Centennium. Centennium. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just make up words. <laughs> yeah, isn't a centurion like a like an old um, centurion? Centurion is like a like a scribe that brings things on a horse or something. something, or is old. it a mythical creature like know. half half man, half goat, <laughs> or something? <laughs> or is it like the leader of a hundred men? Oh, maybe that's what it is. If anyone knows the answer, send it <laughs> send it our way. Call it in. Call it in. At, uh, yeah, because we have I that new. Never uh, remember the number. We got the new Google uh, voicemail thing going on. Yeah, it's on our website. You can just go to our website, worshipministrycatalyst.com. That's right. And, or you can uh, email us, uh, Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com or David, David at worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Dot com. Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Yep. And then you can like us on Facebook, right? Yep, yep. facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. There's all kinds of ways to stay in contact. Or the Google number I'm is... i get the number. He's pulling I it up right now. It up. We're stalling. Vamp. Vamp. Just keep going. Keep it going. Um, nope, I can't see it. I'm going to have to go somewhere else. <sighs> David. David. I, I just need to have it memorized. That's the problem. I know it's... It's a U.S. country code, right? So you got the one and the... Okay, here we go. Here it is. 360. Yes. You need to remember this, too, so I, when I forget, you can remember. I can't remember. <laughs> 818. I'll put in my phone. 360-818-4339. Again, that's 360-818-4339. 4339. One more time. 360 <laughs> So what happens if I call it? I'm calling it right now. Are you really? Yeah, I think what it'll happens? probably ring on my computer. It says network busy. Is <laughs> <laughs> it supposed to do that? I don't know. <laughs> well, call it anyway. Give us a ring. Give us a ring. Ring it up. Call that number, 818-4339. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's not working right now, but we'll fix it. It'll work. It'll well, work if someone, it? if someone else calls if we call, it doesn't work. <laughs> Someone else has to uh, give it a ring. Is it? Is it? Is it? it says access your account. Please enter your four-digit pin. Whoops. Maybe it's just because it's connected with my cell phone. Maybe. Well, regardless, it'll work for you. I bet. Yeah. The listener. Everyone else works great. So we're here. 
Episode 101. 101. Uh, David. Not to be confused with Highway 101. No, that's along the uh, the Pacific coastline. Which is um, a beautiful highway. Yeah, you know, it really is. If you is. have a few months, you should drive it. In. Actually, it actually goes all the way to Canada, even, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and before before interstate freeways existed, before I-5 was around, uh, the only way to get between states was Highway 101. Yeah. And it was actually, I, 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 uh, I did some research on this, or I read something on this, where um, it was actually a big deal uh, to connect the states, you know, with this highway uh, because there wasn't anything in place before and so when they actually finished it up from all all the way from California uh, and and connected it all the way to to Washington and then into Canada um, there was like you know it, it was it was suddenly this deal where okay you know now we're we're in this new era of travel and transportation um, unfortunately the highway is you know old and <laughs> rickety and curvy <laughs> and hilly extremely curvy very curvy very yeah. hilly uh, so it, it you know it's it, not ideal it's not ideal it takes fast paced travel no it's, it's more just like let's go cruise on highway 101 if you're retired and you just want to chill. all the time in the world and yeah. just want to take a pretty drive. Even better, uh, download a bunch of episodes of Worship Ministry Catalyst and play it while yeah. you're driving down 101. I bet you can listen to all the episodes by the time it took you to get <laughs> pretty from much. north to south or vice versa. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, so 101. 101. No, so David, uh, episode 101, David went to a Stephen Kerr's Chapman concert he invited me. I didn't go. I, I I had to be a lame friend. I was like, sorry, buddy. You were busy though. Yeah, you I had just, a good excuse. I just got back from a. It conference. wasn't like oh, I just don't feel like going. Yeah, I I just got back from a conference. I've been gone all week, and Melanie really wanted to be with me, and I wanted to be with her too. So I was like, sorry, man. I'm gonna hang with my wife. Oh no, I'm good. No thanks. Is that is that Halloween candy? Nope, it's just candy. Uh, it's just office candy. It's just office. <laughs> no special occasion. Nope. It's just office candy. So, Stephen Curtis Chapman, you said it was a good concert. It was. Um... <laughs> Here we go. And I don't use this term lightly. Okay. But the best worship experience I've been to in my life. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. What? Stephen Curtis Chapman was a worship concert? It was. The whole thing. Now, like so, better, better than Chris Tomlin or David Crowder? Or? Well, see, my only Chris Tomlin experience was at a worship conference. Oh. I think I've talked about this before. Yes. Where I was disappointed yes. because he didn't sing the whole time. Right. It was just he let the, let the audience sing because we were all worship people, and so we sang well. Yeah. I'm like, so I was sorely disappointed by that concert. <laughs> but okay, so it's it's the songs and stories tour. Songs and stories of Stephen so Curtis Chapman. Stephen Curtis Chapman, Josh Wilson, and Andrew Peterson. Oh, I like Josh Wilson. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Andrew Peterson. I don't know him. I did, I wasn't really familiar with his music. I know Josh um, Wilson. He did though. that song, Dancing <clears throat> in the Minefields. Have you heard mm, that song? No, drawing a blank. Um. I should go find some of his music on Spotify, which, by the way, are you using Spotify? No, I don't use anything. That's my problem. <laughs> Spotify is awesome. Spotify. What is it? Is it like YouTube? It's like, it's like iTunes and Pandora. <laughs> okay, sorry. We're, we're recording on my laptop, uh, and we got the disc too slow error. Garage so, band. I apologize. All right. 
We haven't gotten that for a long time because we haven't been using GarageBand very much because no. of the problems that we've had with GarageBand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we have to use it as an interface, which uh, yeah, I forgot the card today. So all right, the so Spotify, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes. It's free. Got it. But commercials. you can go search for artists. Can't you do that in Pandora? But you can't like you can't browse through their albums. Oh and yeah, to you just have to set songs. up a station. Yep. You're like, this is my station, and every now and then you get. You get the guy. Of course, you also have to put up with looking at questionable album art. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, so you can, okay, you so can here search is, by artist um, and listen to them, and it's free. Yep, it's free. So here's Andrew Peterson. Let's see if I can play his probably most popular song, which is Dancing in the Minefields. Dancing. Oh, yeah, I've heard this one. Okay. Yeah, so here's a uh, little Andrew Peterson for you. Well, I was 19, you were 21. And here we got engaged. And everyone said we were much too young. We went sailing, dancing in the mind. Yeah. Yeah, I know this one. So there's Andrew Peterson. Kind of that uh, acoustic folk type. Yeah, very folksy. Very uh, Rich Mullins-esque in his song. Yeah, totally, right? Um, Like, yeah, very much so. Andrew Um, Peterson. Andrew Peterson. Yeah, I've totally heard that song on the radio. I didn't realize. He's also very funny. (laughs) Like, he was hilarious. And he's funny in his songwriting, too. Like, if you go through and listen to his songs, there's some humor in there. That's cool. Okay, but the whole thing is songs and stories. So stories about the songs. A lot of times they would... They would tell a story, you know, about how the song was written, or like sometimes some of the stuff Stephen Curtis Chapman would talk about his family, and then you know play a song that was related. In that did he talk at all about the death of his he daughter? Did. Wow, was that pretty powerful? Okay, so there's a sound check thing which we paid extra to get in early. Boom, got the sound check, and um, you could ask questions, ask Stephen Curtis Chapman questions while he's sound checking. While he's sound checking, so like, hold on a second. <laughs> It wasn't a sound check in any way. Oh, I'm okay. sorry for the candy, but I'll be coughing. If yeah, he, I just he's yeah. got it. That's we'll live so, with it. Go. It's real. We're real people. We're real. Like okay. we've said all along. So sound check. So it wasn't a sound check, but you ask questions, um, and some people ask some questions about some of the songs. I wanted to ask a question, but I didn't. So like the first few questions, nobody was raising their hands, and so I was about to raise my hand. Then the next round of questions, like twenty people raised their hands, uh, so it was all over. I couldn't yeah. ask a question. There's too many people. But um, one thing that happened was people started sharing because his last CD was "Beauty Will, Beauty Will Rise," yeah. all about his dealing with the grief, right, of losing his daughter. And people started sharing stories about how that CD had helped them. Or how a specific song had helped them through the losing of a son or losing wow. of a, a brother was another one of the stories. And then I knew some people there who had suffered some loss. Mm. And so, like, so the whole thing had this enormous context of of all the stories that I'm sitting around. Plus, you know, then I'm sitting next to a friend, uh, Phil, who came in your spot, who was was actually my wife's spot. But <laughs> long story there. Um 
But she's adopted a couple kids from India. My brother adopted a couple kids from China. A, lot, a big, you know, focus of the concert is about Show Hope, which is their organization to help people adopt kids from other countries and mm. and just adopt kids in general. So I just had this enormous perspective while I'm sitting there. I'm worshiping, going through these through this concert with people who have a, a tremendous emotional connection, spiritual connection too, uh, to the songs yeah. that we're listening to. Right. Yeah. And then Steven starts sharing some of his story mm. and going through some of the songs. And like, do you know that song yours that he wrote? I'm sure it's I've heard it. All yours, God, yeah. yours, God. Yeah. So it's got everything. Right. I've walked the streets of London. Yeah. And so like, so towards the, towards the very end of the concert, he's, he's going through that song. He goes through that song cool thing about that song is they opened an orphanage in China. Wow. And he sang that song at the at the grand opening the day after in communist China they printed the words Whoa. on the front page of the newspaper. It's all yours, God, yeah. in, in communist China. Yeah, and so That's um, pretty sweet. He did that in China? Yeah. That's cool. And so um so he sing, he sings to that song and then he stops and they're kind of vamping a little bit on on the on the song. He starts talking, you know, he's been talking about his loss through the whole thing. And he wrote, he had written a fourth verse mm. that totally deals with, you know, losing his daughter. Like a previously unrecorded fourth Yeah, it's verse. not recorded anyway. Yeah. And so then he sings through this verse, totally crack, like breaks down. Like wow. voice gets cracked, he starts crying. And, and like the band has to follow him because, you know, he wants to sing all the words, but he has to stop. A couple of times to get through some of the words because he's crying, you know, and totally wow. emotional. But in, in the sound check, he had talked about some of the songs like he had had a hard time with. And um, I guess when when this happened, who wrote Blessed Be Your Name, Matt Redman? Mm-hmm. He was in Atlanta when he heard that Stephen Curtis Chapman's daughter died. So he went up. Oh, Matt Redman did. Yeah. And he sang Blessed Be Your Name. Oh, wow. And like visited with them and sang at the funeral and sang a couple other songs. So wow. Blessed Be Your Name had this huge importance for them. Yeah. And he told us that story in the sound check beforehand and then then we then sang it at the end of the concert and did a couple other That's cool. worship songs. The whole night was, was just, just amazing. Incredible. Yeah. I mean Well and I think that that's man, isn't that just a good reminder to us as worship leaders about about the power of connecting in community with stories, you know, stories, yeah, like how how the stories of God and how the stories of of what God is doing. When you share that together as a family, as a community, as a mm-hmm. church, the impact that can have on your own level of of understanding and your own level of worship and your own level of of you know recognizing the goodness of God. Um, that's just a great reminder, I think, yeah. for worship leaders. So spark this idea. Yeah, here we go. Because it was an amazing experience for me. Um, so I'm starting. I'm starting to advertise at our church. Do you have a story that's connected to a worship song hmm. where you went through something in your life and this worship song helped you through it? That's cool. And if you do, would you be willing to share it with me? So then I can, you know, maybe we can videotape them telling the story and then we can play it. And and I can and I can you know set it up you know this is a story of a person in our congregation going through this 
and they're sharing it with you and this song was meaningful to them and then sing the song wow. and so like we could we could really connect yeah and worship with people real people and real stories in our community that's cool so we'll see how that goes but it kind of like like wouldn't it be cool if you knew the stories of the people around you absolutely when you're worshiping and you can you have this perspective and relevance that you didn't have before because of the stories that you know well and that's one of the big things we did um as a worship team uh, a number of years back we we kind of uh we kind of revamped our our focus or our emphasis um with our teams you know we you know we've always had worship teams and people that you know we worship together but we started focusing more on what you know what we're doing together in community and and the thing i kept going back to was um you know it's one thing to stand beside someone that you know and you're just singing songs. It's a totally different thing to stand beside uh, a friend, someone that that you know their struggles and their hurts and their joys. And when you worship with that person, when you worship alongside someone, like it brings such a level of of, of realness, you know, to what you're doing because all of a sudden, you, like you're saying, you're in this community, this relationship, this connection with what God is doing. Uh, through this person, in this person, you know it, you hurt with them, and, and it, it it's beautiful, you know, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. So I'll just say to you, if, if you're in an area where that concert is coming, the tour's not over yet. Oh, cool. So if you, if Stephen Curtis Chapman and the Songs and Stories tour is coming, go. So here's a question, was, uh, was it listed in their tour days as Portland, Oregon? Nope. Oh, good. It was Vancouver, Washington. That's great, because you know yeah. how, so for those who don't live in this area geographically, um, so Portland, Oregon is like the major metropolis city, mm-hmm. um, and then just a quick drive across the river, uh, you get into Vancouver, Washington. So it's a different state. Um, it's a lot like Cincinnati and like Covington, Kentucky, you know. There you go. It's or Seattle, Tacoma. You, to, you know, Tacoma yeah. is all like the little sister, mm-hmm. you know, Seattle's the big brother. Um, so anyway, a lot of times we have concerts in Vancouver, Washington, um, but they get billed as Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to a Coldplay concert in Vancouver. It's actually Ridgefield at the, the um, amphitheater. At the amphitheater, and it it was listed as Portland, Oregon. In fact, the guys didn't even know where they were. Mm-hmm. You know, they thought they were in Oregon, um, and so they kept referring to it as Portland. And they, and and they, uh, 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 Chris Martin, the lead singer, was talking about. He's like, yeah, you know, one of the cool things, you know, for you guys living here is there's no sales tax. And we're like, you're not in Oregon, buddy. <laughs> Did you yell that at him? No. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure some people tried to. You know, he was like a mile and a half right. <laughs> down down on stage. So at, in the sound check, Stephen Curtis Chapman asked a question to clarify. He said, you just want to make sure I'm, I'm in Vancouver, right? And not in Portland. Yeah. People started booing. Boo! It's like, sorry, sorry. Sorry, just want to make sure. Make sure. I said, yeah. Said, but yeah, so on the, on the, on the poster. It's it said, actually billed as Vancouver. Vancouver, Good. Washington. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I know a lot of times we get dwarfed by a, uh, by big old Portland, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I like Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver's a little less weird. A little less weird. But there's still a lot of stuff here, you know. I mean, you can go downtown, and there's still like all the historical stuff, Officers Row. Um, yeah, it's well, and then 
Um, you can go to Portland if you. Yeah, if, if you, you really want, if else. you really want. But if you don't, if you don't know Portland, Portland is like there's all these bumper stickers and stuff for keep Portland weird. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weirdness. Yeah, you know there is. I mean, Mel and I, you know, we like to go. I shouldn't say we like to. We've gone a couple times to like the Saturday market. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a, a big farmers market uh, right there in downtown. And there's you know there there's a lot of people and there's you know there is some weirdness and mm-hmm. you know one of the uh, you know one of the big things uh in portland you know lots of you know tattoos and and piercings you know that that's kind of become really popular with this like subculture the sleeve tattoos you know where Mm -hmm. it's you know it cuts off right at your wrist and goes all the way up you know Mm -hmm. sleeve tattoos and everything else but i don't know i've always liked this area people people give portland and vancouver a bad rap sometimes because the weather or whatever else i like this place it's not that it's not gray and cloudy that much more than it was in the midwest where i came from during the winter i mean i think yeah i mean there is i think there's more rain than typical but whatever anyway so cool stephen curse chapman yeah great great stuff and again i was totally not expecting it by the way yeah no kidding i i wouldn't have either i'm a huge stephen curtis chapman fan yeah yeah. he's been doing this for 25 years i went there expecting it to be kind of like oh let's go watch the old guy do some the old guy but man he yeah he reinvented also the band was great they had 47 instruments on stage what but they only had six guys up there so like they're all playing different stuff all night long wow so was the whole stage well because uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. So normally the crossroads stage, you know, you got the piano and the B3 and the drums in the center. So did they totally redo the whole stage? No piano B3 out there at all. Wow, I feel yeah. bad for, <laughs> I feel bad for Corey and the rest of the guys that had to move all that. That's annoying. But um, yeah, and no loops. Everything's live. No electronica, anything. I mean, there were the keyboards and stuff, and he did some sure. some different sounds. But I mean, it was it was very much. It was very cool, and it sounded good. It sounded excellent. It was loud. Yeah. Did did they have? I'm I'm guessing they probably had their own sound guy come in, mm-hmm. but they used the Crossroads sound system. They brought in their own subs, but they used. They brought in their own subs. They used the mains. Yeah. And Crossroads has four subs, like giant subs. I'm surprised they. Uh, D- yeah, they brought in. It, it, it was. It was a good sounding bass. It I sounded mean, thick, man. It was great. It's got some I mean, thump. Yeah. And you so, know, I would love. Speaking of which, you know, I, I don't know if you experience this here at, at a at your new at your new church, but you know, I, I I get not as much anymore, but you know, I I get once a month or so, maybe twice a month. You know, people complaining about the volume and you know how loud things are. You know, I would love to take them to like a like a real concert, you know, like a Stephen Curtis Chapman and say, OK, listen, this is loud. All right. What we're doing is nothing. <laughs> yeah. So it must have been 105, 110 Ooh, decibels. Yeah. It was hot. I mean, hottest thing I've experienced in a long in time. In a long time. And um, I was hoping because I don't have my smartphone yet. I'm going to get one eventually. But, you know, uh, Phil had an iPod touch. And I was like, can you get a... a a decibel. A, a decibel meter app on there, and but the iPod Touch doesn't have a built-in microphone, so uh, it didn't work. It was like I wanted to know what what, what it was. was. Well, because yeah, because we normally run around like ninety. We peak at ninety-five. Mm-hmm. That's what we do at Laurelwood. But uh, yeah, I know you go to a concert. It's a hundred, especially something like that, hundred five, hundred and ten. I'm like, okay, people, this is loud. Stop complaining. All mm-hmm. right. Well, the funny thing here, we have. They put in a new sound system a few years ago, and we have Nexo speakers, which is supposed to be like really pretty good, pretty wow. good stuff, right? Okay. 
Then they bought bag end subwoofers, <laughs> which is like DJ. Low, yeah, like the like lowest sound system. Like, yeah, you're, you're bringing it to school dances yeah. and stuff, you know? <laughs> like, who did that? Who made that decision? Huh? Seriously? Oh. So, anyway. Um, yeah, at least, you, at least you have subs. We do have subs. Yeah, that's cool. You know, there's a lot of churches who are not using subs, which, by mm-hmm. the way, do you remember... I mentioned on the the podcast, I think last yeah, episode. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, the whole sub situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we we lost the amp that we use for our subs. We use a Crown uh, CDI four thousand amp for our subs. It just went dead. Um, so we didn't have subs, or I thought we weren't going to have subs for uh, you know the Sunday service, which isn't the end of the world because mm-hmm. a lot of churches don't even use subs. But it's amazing when you're used to hearing that low end and you don't have it, how thin everything mm-hmm. sounds anyway no it's great we actually did i think what kind of what you're suggesting we just did a, a line out from the board because um, we we run it in mono so we have a left right channel that's open so we just went line out from the the left channel uh and then we hooked it up to an amp on stage um and then we uh and then we you know from the amp uh, hooked it up to a crossover uh went to the subs and so it totally worked cool um because the amps that we use, those Crown CDI amps, you know, they're like digital DSP amps, so they have like built-in EQ, built-in crossover, which is really nice. Except when one goes out, uh, you can't just grab like your spare amp that you're that's sitting in your sound closet, um, because if you hook up like an analog amp to that that digital array, it'll totally mess it up. It'll it won't like compute or understand. So we just went line out from the board. We had amps. Kyle came down a couple days later, put in new amps. We're back in business. Cool. Yep. Excellent. Good deal. We're about out of time. Ah, that's so. it. So, <laughs> bottom, <laughs> bottom line. So, takeaway from today, stories, community, worship. Well, and and the other, we've talked about this in the past, but inspiration. You know, yeah. like, we need to stay inspired as worship leaders. I think so. And so... Um, this is your justification. You can blame it all on Worship Ministry Catalyst, but you need to go experience a concert because I hadn't been to one, a real concert, in like four, a long time, five years, and so it's like I'd totally forgotten the experience, what the experience is like. Yeah, and so if you haven't been in a long time, go. Like if you can't afford it, go ask your senior pastor. Yeah, <laughs> say I need to go see what's going on at a, at a concert so that I can get some new ideas. Can the church help me go? Yeah. And I mean, you know, concerts are what, like 20, 30, 40 bucks? Whatever. Yeah, if you didn't go to the sound check on this one, it was 20 bucks. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. That's it. Episode 101. Yeah. 101. 101. In the can. So. Get in touch with us online. Get in touch. Yeah. Com. Follow us on uh, Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. You can email us to David at com or, or Kevin at com. And, and don't you, forget our phone number. Send us a voicemail. Yeah, the one that didn't work here. As long as it's clean and relevant, we'll put it on the podcast. 360-818-4339. 360-818-4339. <laughs> nice. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.